What is up, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Fundamentally Disagree, where uh, four friends talk about absolutely anything that we want to. And uh, this is a podcast about nothing. And uh, this has been probably about five years in the making. And I'm here with my friend, Pat Golden, Chris Donner, Brett Odding. My name is Tyler Baker. I don't know if I've said that or not, but uh, we are, like I said, we just hit record and going to kind of wing it here. So we've got... um, handful of things that we want to talk to you guys about today so each one of us is probably just going to take a turn and uh talk a little bit about what we want to talk about we're all just going to chime in and um bring you along for the ride so anyway with that being said what's up guys what's up hey what's going on welcome welcome all right so what let's let's do this let's do this real quick before we get into topics and stuff like that does everybody just want to kind of go around say who they are and like one or two things about yourself, where you're at, you know, a couple things. Well, I'll start. Yo, yeah, I'm Tyler Baker. I'm a dad, four kids, a husband, and um, I'm a guy that likes sports and chasing kids and working. That's about it. <laughs> I can go next. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris Donner. Um, I'm husband, father. Um, I do procurement by trade. Um, I'm a native Kansan and a lifelong Chiefs and Royals fan. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, everybody, I'm Pat Golden. Nice to see you. Welcome to the podcast. Hopefully everybody has a good time. Uh, I also father of two, two little girls, native Kansan, huge uh, Kansas City sports fan, also University of Kansas fan, avid golfer. Uh, we hope that this show, uh, hopefully you guys can partake. Email us. We'll put that out here in a little bit. Questions, comments, concerns. Hope to have some fun with this and uh, hope everybody enjoys it like we do. Everybody, Brett Odding, sixth generation Kansan, living in Corpus Christi, Texas nowadays. I work in tourism and still a Kansas boy at heart. Love the Chiefs, love the Royals, love the Rock Chalk Jayhawks. And uh, let's do this. Welcome. All right. So topic one, we're going to let Donner take it away. He's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, what's going on in the NFL. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give this, give this a go here. Um, if, if we, uh, we get on a game here that uh, we don't care about, let's just take a hard pass on it and move to the next one. So we'll try not to spend too much time on the Chiefs, right? So uh, there were all of it. There, there were a, a lot of uh, really – close uh, week 11 game so the the first one Ravens Bears I don't know did you guys catch any of the Ravens or Bears so uh, 16 to 13 Tyler Huntley starts for Lamar Jackson who's out with a non-COVID illness they keep calling it right but it, supposedly he's had this illness for like a couple of weeks and maybe they've determined what that is but I've not heard all I hear is non-COVID illness so Justin Field uh he struggles. He gets has a rib injury. They think maybe he broke ribs. Turns out they just bruised. But Andy Dalton comes in third, throws for 200 yards and two TDs, gives the Bears a chance. But Huntley led the Ravens on a game-winning drive. He he uh, ends with a, a Devonta Freeman TD. Did you guys catch any of that? A little bit on red zone. I um, it, honestly, it was kind of a fucking snooze fest, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. We're not PC on this, also, by the way. So. If you've got children listening, uh, we, we welcome children, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, to listen to the show. But there's our 
uh, first bomb of the show, and uh, welcome. <laughs> I get a trophy for that one. You know, this is the <laughs> second. This is like the second game that Andy Dalton has saved uh, saved the day. I mean, they end up losing the game, but um, how many times are they going to keep going with the rookie? I mean, I guess at this point their season's over, so they may as well. But I think that it just shows that he's made more bad mistakes like he has in the past as a coach. Do you think that Otting is biased because of the red hair? Hey, man. And he still has the Baltimore love. He, did, he left that out on his he's intro. A, so He's a Ravens fan. I, I am a Ray Lewis fan. That is correct. <laughs> oh, Ray Lewis. Ravens got it. So, all right. So next game, uh, Packers 31, Vikings 34. NFC North matchup, super tight game, lots of offense. So – it was yeah, it was a fun game, right? So AJ Dillon starts again in place of Aaron Jones, out with a knee injury, had a great day on the on the ground and receiving. Uh, and Rogers had a slow start, ends with 385 pass yards and four touchdowns, with Devonte Adams and Valdez Scantling having big days there. Good fantasy day for Pat, right? So you started off slow. You have you have uh, Rogers and Adams both on your team, right? So. You know, hell, hell with fantasy at this point. Yeah. I mean, what are they doing? I have lost so much money. If any of you out there bet on this game, the Packers have just killed me. <laughs> but, yeah, good fantasy week for me, having Rodgers uh, and Adams as well. But this season, to me, that trophy behind me is going to be going away at the end of this season. So, <laughs> Yeah, this, this, game, this game worried me as a Chiefs fan as well because – the Vikings tore it up. They they were they were moving the ball at will against a team that the Chiefs uh, couldn't really move the ball on in, in the Packers a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I don't know I know we'll get to the Chiefs, but talking about how the Chiefs are back and the offense is looking better, I think there still continues to be these pockets of of they're not doing as well as other teams are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to close close the point there on the Vikings. Cousins throws for 341 pass yards, three touchdowns, outlasts the pack. Justin Jefferson having a huge game. He had 169 yards and two touchdowns. Big game. That's a stud. He is a stud. He is a stud. With a, with a, a long future out of him. I said uh, when he when he came out to that game, he was he was uh, I guess in pregame he was wearing uh, like a, a Randy Moss shirt or something like that. I think that's pretty cool. Jefferson was? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. So next game, uh, Texans and Titans. Not not a game that I care too much about, but so you get your, your AFC South matchup. Texans uh, embarrass them, you know, 22 to 13. What they were uh, on an eight game losing streak, the Texans. And then and they won yeah. the first game, and I thought, I thought, I mean, they were supposed to be the worst team in the league, and then they come out and just, I think they beat the pants off of like Miami. I think the first they won game. their first two games. Did they? I think they, I thought they were one and eight. As in, no, maybe so, but anyway, they were supposed to be terrible, and then they came out and win. And I'm like, what's up? And then, yeah, then they fall back into form. Yeah, so they lose to like to Tyrod Taylor. It comes with two rush, two rushing touchdowns. Tannehill throws four interceptions. And, and and two of them were to ex-Titan cornerback Desmond King. So Tannehill. Or was that a few weeks ab ago? Abysmal showing. <laughs> no Derrick Henry. Tannehill's been exposed. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. You got you got AP 
starting at running back and he's like 55 or something like that. Dude, I will say this though about Adrian Peterson, you know, running backs, I mean, typically have a super short shelf life, but dude, Adrian Peterson is like the eighth wonder in the, of the freaking world because that dude just keeps Fascinant. showing up. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's a freak. Yeah. It's like that journeyman defensive lineman that just is in the league for 15, 20 years, but it's a running back. Like they just need never see that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. Colts 41. Bills 15. Jonathan Taylor. Dude. Jonathan Taylor. That's the entire story right there. Absolute assault on the Bills defense defense, which was horrendous. Absolutely atrocious. What's going on with the Bills? Dude, this whole, like, I think this whole week in the NFL was just like a weird, like parody week. That yeah. happened. That's been happening every week, though. Yeah. Who are the Bills? Yeah. Three right. weeks ago, they scored six points against Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. They're bringing in Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, to clean up. No, I, I know it. I, I don't understand because they they begin the season with a high power offense that everybody's comparing to the Chiefs, right? And then here we are, here they are. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. I guess. Apparently. So, but, so, so yeah. what's the Colts record now, though? Mm, let's see. Now the Colts are six and five now. Six and five. I think the Colts are five. sneaky good. With Wentz, if Wentz is healthy, they're better now. Like, yeah, they're they're good. Yep. So, Wentz healthy. What do he still throw for? Barely a hundred yards, one touchdown this game, and they still win. I mean, obviously, Jonathan. Honestly, yeah, obviously Jonathan Taylor went off this game, but healthy Wentz throwing for a hundred yards. I mean, you can throw in Chris Donner, and he might get that. I mean. For sure. <laughs> Doesn't ball over those mountains. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Taylor was, was a story. 32 carries, 185 yards, three receptions, 19 yards, five total touchdowns. An enormous day. He, was, he looked like the, the dragon on Game of Thrones, just mowing down everything in his path, man. Future topic, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, absolutely. We'll talk about it. But yeah, he's number one back in, in the NFL right now. No question. I think he had like a 55 point fantasy day. He did. Good for, Thank good you for your outing. <laughs> and Josh Allen, two touchdowns, two picks. All right, moving along. Washington, 27, Panthers, 21. So uh, Newton gets to start, what, nine, 10 days into going back with his, his original team, the Panthers. And I thought he looked pretty good. What do you guys think? Yeah, you know, to, to throw, you know, almost 190 yards with two touchdowns and then rush for another one. He's coming out with kind of that renewed, I told you so, confidence. Uh, who knows how long that can last, but it's kind of good to see. I was never a huge Cam fan myself, but, it, you know, it's good to see that he didn't just give up, comes back and can still perform uh, at a good level. Keeps it entertaining at least. So he still lost it. the game, but. I said it a couple of weeks ago in our in our group text is like when he's I like the coach Matt Rule you know like got that college offense and that's what you know Cam going back to the Panthers and hopefully get a chance to um you know get back to his old form. I don't know if you could say that he's he's back in his old form or not, but I mean certainly got him kind of playing better than they were, better than Sam Darnold. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he looked good. He had some zip on the ball. 
nice tight spiral he was he was throwing um i've always been impressed with him i just he's a little bit of a head case obviously. i was gonna say that he's a he's but a guy but his, his skills are undeniable when when he's when he's on and uh you know there the conversation in the past has always been is he focused on that game or not and uh if you watch that game he was definitely focused he was given everything he could in that game now you know, if you see some success and he starts dressing crazy again, you know, is that all going to go away? I, I don't know. But but for one game, he seemed like Cam from five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that, that rushing touchdown he had, and then he, he, he ran back out into, into the middle of the field at the, at the 50 and on the, on the logo and just kind of put the ball down. I thought that was pretty, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm well, not you just see one of it. those hats. He's gonna start wearing those and you just take his helmet off on the sideline when the defense is in there. He's gonna just put one of those hats with a feather in it, you know. He wears pre and post game. That's what he's gonna have as his, his sideline ball cap. The Mad Hatter. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like Pat said he had uh, two touchdowns in the air, uh, another one on on the ground. McCaffrey tied it up in, in the fourth, but uh, Heineke gets the W. Two hundred thirty-five total yards and three touchdowns. And that's his. Nudge the Panthers by two fourth quarter field goals. Taylor Heineke, man. Heineke. I don't know what to think about that guy, but it's like the he's like the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. He is. He is like him. No. He is. Anyway. Okay. Afternoon game. Cowboys nine, Chiefs 19. Unorthodox game by both teams. Everybody expecting this to be. High-powered offense on both sides. Cowboys come in without Amari Cooper, COVID protocol. They're without their their offensive tackle, Tyron Smith, his ankle, and then they lose C.D. Lamb end of the first half uh, to concussion protocol. Story was the Chiefs' D. They held Prescott to 216 yards, two interceptions, five sacks. Okay, so Chris Jones was a, Jones was the monster in in this game. He had three and a half of those sacks. He had a forced fumble, recovered fumble, flip pass um, that actually got intercepted. And their D also held Elliott, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, to 32 ground yards, 36 air yards, which is uh, a feat in itself. Defense looked looked good. I I didn't expect them to look like that against the Cowboys. Saw a funny uh, meme the other day on Facebook or this morning. So the, the only touchdown the Cowboys got was their airplane landing at KCI. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, and one of you guys in our group text, I really liked it. You know, Matthew Jones, these guys, they can talk all the crap they want on social media. If they're going to play defense like that, whatever it takes to get them fired up this game, like you said, Chris was definitely not one, uh, expectant of a defensive game like that, but it really shows that they can play and go moving forward. I like it. It was kind of actually good to watch. And usually those defensive games, I don't, you know, they kind of lose interest in my opinion, but. Yeah, I think if you're not a Chiefs or a Cowboys fan, this game was probably awful to watch. Sure, especially if you're had those high expectations. But obviously, as a fan, as a Chiefs fan, um, you know it was certainly not what we were expecting. But man, we'll take it, take it all day. But I think, man, the having everybody healthy on the defense is such a big, like such a big help. And then where Chris Jones can play inside, Melvin Ingram, you know, to to play outside opposite of Frank Clark, and then Willie Gay is so much better than Hitchens and Thornhill. Yeah. You know, I, I am a defensive fan and being fond of the Ravens, as we've already established for so many years, uh, this, 
defensive effort reminded me of some of those Ravens teams, to be honest. They were, they were fast. They were hitting hard. The secondary was coming up running, and they were hitting hard. Um, it, it just – they looked like a completely different team. And, you know, I know that Frank Clark last night after the game said, essentially, this is what you get when we're all healthy. So if that's the case, hopefully they stay healthy the rest of the year because they look like completely different guys out there. 100% agree on that one. And again, yeah, like we said, they're missing a few other pieces, key pieces. Cowboys were, uh, but what they've been one of the best offenses in the league all year. And just for the, for the chiefs defense to perform like that, I think it's a good stepping building stone there that they can build off of. And, you know, we're going into the right time of the season for that, the, to build that confidence. Did you guys see that video? I saw it today a couple different times, but like it was in the middle, I think it was during a TV timeout or whatever, but the, all those guys, like the defense and even a couple of guys in the offense, like Tyreek and uh, Kelsey were doing the, what do they call it? The surf swag or the swag surf or whatever. Like there's some dance and like, they were all like just jumping around dancing, like on, on, the, side on the sidelines in the field. But like, that's the, I mean, is, I think it just kind of speaks to kind of feeling themselves right now, being healthy. And, yeah. You know, that's they, they can play like that, and that just makes all the difference, man. Yeah, the, those uh, the, the corners is what really stood out even more than uh, Stone Cold Jones for me. Um, great Sneed picks, and, man. Sneed and, picks. Sneed and Ward were all over those guys, and they were both being so physical. I remember at the beginning of the year, they were talking about how physical the Chiefs' secondary was compared to years past, the corners in particular. Um, and Fenton had a good game, too. I know he went down, but. I'm looking right now, and they they think he's going to be okay, and and he that wasn't a serious injury when he when he crawled off. But man, Legarius Sneed is a man, dude. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Both those guys had the those picks that they had, like the one in the end zone. That wasn't Sneed. That was was that Sneed or was that Ward? That was Ward. Yeah, the, at the end of the first half, I think it was. Man, that was so good. So I, we can't just gloss over this, and I know Tyler can post it for the listeners on our uh, page or something. Harrison Bucker, how do you miss an extra point? Still, that's your job to get paid. And Tyler can show the video of me attempting this. It was – Donner's laughing right now. That's Chris. But still, to me, that just is unacceptable for an extra point. And I mean, at least this year, that was his first, but come on. It's an extra point. Dude, it'd be one thing if he was the only one. Like they'd all, like they all miss at least one. Like it's it's got to be hard. And the I mean, video, they back it up too. It's a thirty-five it. yard field goal, basically. I mean, that's not a it's a chip shot ish, but man, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I agree. Like they know that it's a thirty-five yard field goal, so that he could go out there and kick a hundred every single day in practice. I just for sure. I, I don't get it. That's his job. That that extra point could mean something in a playoff game. It's. You I mean, gotta make like, those extra points. It's sure. it's like a free throw, but the goalpost is a lot bigger than the basket. Like you know, you're going to have chances, so you can go stand there after practice and shoot a hundred free throws to get better. I mean, but it all happens so fast, and you got these big ass dudes flying at you. Like if you just plant your foot wrong, that's all it takes. It's just like golf. Like you just do the tiniest little thing, you shank one. That's but, right. You can be a, a Super Bowl caliber kicker like Ray Finkel, and then just lose your mind after after missing a big one, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we've all seen it happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. It does. Laces out. Laces out.
So is Dak overrated? I don't think so. I mean, he's been a stud the majority of the year. I thought he looked pretty good. I don't think so. I mean, you have he to just take has those games. Amari, I mean, like the, Amari the Cooper was game. out. C.D. Lamb was out most of the second half. So, so this was different, in, in my opinion, because he he absolutely played like trash. He looked bad. He made bad decisions. Yeah, we were in his face like the entire game, but he made bad decisions. And and yeah, he was without some some key players. But he just didn't. He just did not look good. Definitely his his worst look of the season. No, I don't know. Chiefs got Hilaire back in this game. He had, he had a nice little game. He had seventy six uh, total yards and a touchdown. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't interested. Yawn. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just though overall. We can move on to next games. But yeah, it was a nice game going into a bye week. It was a big win for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to talk about Kelsey. Scoring his second um, rushing touchdown of his career out of the. Hey, this is your segment, man. We're here just to partake. I'll talk about it. You guys, other people have been talking. Is Kelsey hurt? Is Kelsey hurt because he drops a ball here and there? I don't get it. I haven't got it the whole time. I think that that proved last night that he's not hurt. Dude, I thought he got hurt on the play. Did he like look like he got concussed? Just boom. <laughs> I think that I think that Kelsey is growing up. I think what everybody always talks about, oh, he's not up acting a fool after he catches the ball and doing a dumb dance on a on a seven-yard first down catch. I think he's growing up. He's won a Super Bowl. He has his money. He has his girl. And he realizes that a seven-yard catch isn't going to do it for us. There's a lot more to the game right now. And I think that he is out for blood is what I think. Let me ask you a question. Maybe this is blasphemy. Maybe I'm opening Pandora's box here. But there's been a couple times this year watching these games. I'm like, dude, I think Kelsey is mad at Pat. Like, he ain't, he's frustrated. Not this Pat. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. It just, there's a couple, there's been a handful of times where I'm like, dude, like that look, like he just, he looks frustrated. Like he's. To that point, Tyler, let me go back. Even during that game, the pass that, uh, you know, Mahomes threw it was to his back shoulder. Travis dropped it over on the sideline, slammed his helmet down. And then even the announcer's like, oh, he's mad at himself. But like, is he? Is he mad at himself? I've thought the same thing as you uh, a, more than a handful of times this season to where I, I, think, I haven't felt the true connection there uh, this season. I'm with you yeah, on that time. Those guys have always been boys, but man, I just something like I just been a couple looks and was like, <sighs> I think that, Kel, you know, Kelsey, they lost the Super Bowl last year, and Kelsey realized that he lost a season. He He's – tight ends don't have as many years as Mahomes is going to have and some of these other guys, and I, th- I, I'm wondering if he sees the end coming. I'm not saying he's playing like the end is coming, but I'm wondering if he's seeing the end coming, and now it's all business. It's I want to win as much as I can right now with the couple years left that I have, and uh, everybody needs to take it as serious as me. Well, and not to mention, like, he's got a chance to go down as, like, the GOAT. Yeah, I mean, for, sure. for real. He's got – I mean, he's got the quarterback, and he's got he's got a few more years to just rack up those stats. I mean, he's putting up wide receiver stats. Oh, like, yeah. For sure. Yeah. He's a stud. All right. So, moving along quickly. To the, so, the night game last night, uh, great game between the Steelers and the Chargers. Steelers 37, Chargers 41. Steelers took a, a 3-0 lead in the first, and they, and they didn't lead again until 
like three and a half minutes left and forth when they went up three on a field goal. Herbert throws from the 40 to a wide open Mike Williams for a go-ahead touchdown and Joey Bosa and the Chargers D shut out the Steelers from there. So Big Ben throws for 273 and three touchdowns. Pittsburgh scores 27 points in the fourth quarter, but they couldn't give up with Herbert. He was like in, in video game mode. I mean, did, it, I'm sure you guys watched that game. He, he just went nuts. He had 382 yards, three touchdowns. He had one interception, nine carries for 90 yards. So Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and they, they all ate off of that. They had big games. Crazy. Good. I, uh, I, did not, I did not watch because Yellowstone was on, and I don't miss Yellowstone because I don't <laughs> want Rip upset with me. Uh, but um, – that 27 points uh, in the fourth quarter and, and the Steelers scoring 37 is more of an indictment on the Chargers not being real contenders than anything. I don't I don't trust anything um, in the last three years off of Roethlisberger, and I'm not going to start now. Hmm. Well, I mean, you got you got some some really good receivers there. If he can if he can put a game together and throw it to them, they're going to produce. Yeah. And he's about Roethlisberger. Yeah, you got Johnson and and Claypool. Um, they're they're studs, and and they had big games. Um, you know, last night I think they each had you know 100 100 plus yards. So they have Steelers talent are, there. Steelers are washed. Yeah, I mean, big I big Ben's on his way out. He's on his sure. way out. I think the last couple of years, I'm like, all right, he's going to retire, and then yeah. he doesn't. Justin right. Herbert is a physical specimen, though. I, I've been impressed with that guy since the beginning. I mean, coming in at 6'6", how he moves, I think his his vision for the game is a different level. Um, he brings a lot to the table. I think over the years he'll be really fun to watch, see if he stays at the Chargers in our division for, I say ours, the Chiefs being a Chiefs group here. Uh, that's a young talent that I've been really impressed with his pretty much whole career. Agreed. Fun several years with with Mahomes and him both, and they. I mean, the opposite quarterbacks don't like. We're past that point in time where people might trade a quarterback or whatever. That just doesn't happen anymore. You have somebody that's remotely good. You got to lock them up because it'll just grow them on trees. But yeah, that's going to be the next several years is going to be really fun to watch with with San Diego and San Diego Chargers and Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That takes us to uh, tonight's game, and what is it? It's uh, 27 bucks, and 10 Giants with uh, just started the fourth quarter. Like so, Brady's yeah. got 281 yards, two touchdowns, and 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 INT. Danny Bucks Jones. can get healthy on this one. Yeah, Danny Jones got 150 and one touchdown and one INT. Tampa's just coming off their their slump the last couple of weeks. They've been bad. Yeah, Brady threw what four picks in the last two games. Both of those they they lost. Um, well, looks like is there is there another human in the world that went from being liked to hated to liked again without changing themselves at all more than Tom Brady? No, no. Like everybody's like, oh, look at this young kid, and then he becomes Tom Brady, and everybody's like, I hate, screw you, I hate him, and now everybody's like. He's not so bad of a guy, and he's right. done nothing to change that. No, no. He just he left the Bill Belichick. Bill, the whole him and Bill Belichick, I think, together just after a while, every soured on, on that. Yeah. They get tired, and they'll they'll get tired of him in Tampa too. Whenever they keep they keep winning, 
mean, that's what people get get tired of the Patriots winning all those years. In ten years, he's gonna wear his walking out in Tampa. Dude, that guy, like seriously, what's the like for real on the spot? How many more years does Tom Brady play after this season? After this season, three. Three. I say three. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's. He doesn't look like he's anywhere near the end. He's not slowing down. I mean, he's just – you want to talk about one of the most consistent of all time, not just the greatest. He doesn't seem to age. You know, he's not that older quarterback that's going out that needs to just be on limited time. He he still does what it takes to win. That's just a winning mentality. And Tom Brady has it. Everybody can hate him if they want. But Tom Tom Brady's uh, just a different level of – you know, that we might not ever see again in our lifetime. Real talk. Did he sell his soul to the, to Satan? <laughs> because. How has he stayed so healthy physically all those he's years? Got that one guy, that, that guru that. Yeah. He doesn't like it's, guy. It's, it's his, his, his diet. Like he doesn't eat tomatoes because of inflammation and like, and stuff he like that. I'm like. Bro, avocado ice cream. Right. Like if I, like, yeah, I'll cut out tomatoes and all of a sudden I'm going to be a fountain of youth. Like what? Like. <laughs> Right. I don't know. I don't Here, get it. Here's a here's a good uh, uh, question, a good trivia question. Who is the oldest quarterback to ever start an NFL game? There's a is, Kansas City Chiefs tie-in. Say. It was not with the Chiefs. Is it like um, like Plunkett or something? Steve Bono. Steve DeBerg. 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 That's who I meant. That's who I meant. For the Falcons, 44 years old, 279 days old, almost old 45. Brady, 43? Brady, Brady's 44, I think. He'll pass him this year. That goes back to Tecmo Bowl, man. The bird was in Tecmo Bowl, yeah, the sure. original. Tom Brady is like the Nolan Ryan of the NFL. Yeah, Tom Brady is 44 currently. 44, yeah. You know, one big difference, though, you see with him, he doesn't he, he doesn't look tired like and, and I don't mean I don't mean physically like mentally he's not tired yeah you see these guys get to the end of their career and you can just tell they're done like yeah. you can see it on them with him he's like let's go what, another year two years it's like, whatever it's like Benjamin Button dude I'm telling you just ages in reverse yep nice yeah yeah so, so you look at his combine picture whenever they, they they float that around there I'm like dude for real like right, he looked like an old man in that picture. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, so uh, close, closing this segment it took a lot longer than I expected here. So uh, seven games left in, in the regular season, both AFC and NFC. It's super tight race, and uh, you know, just look looking forward to seeing what the Chiefs do after they get a get a bye this next week. For real. Now to the fun stuff. Let's start bantering. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Odding, you're up next. Well, there's nothing funny about the holidays, first off. So I want to set the record straight right away. But there's a couple things that I feel that we need to discuss here, just from some of the text messages we've had, some of the stuff that I have seen since I've been down in South Texas as well, which is just general Thanksgiving etiquette. And I got three things that I first want to talk about. The first one being, when is it appropriate to show your Christmas spirit? I have a fundamental problem with Christmas lights, Christmas decorations, Christmas music being up before Thanksgiving. Are we not giving thanks anymore? Dude, I will say that I have 
like before last year, I was a thousand percent and not, I'm still like fundamentally agree with, with that. Like I, Thanksgiving's always been my favorite holiday. It's like a low stress Likewise. Christmas. It's like a low stress Christmas. You know, gotta buy a bunch of presents for everybody and whatever, but you still get the family and the food, the football and like relaxing. Love it. And I always felt like Christmas was stepping on Thanksgiving's toes and it just becomes more and more acceptable every damn year. And I got tired of it. And the last year, I had my Christmas lights up early because why the hell not? Because you paid somebody to put them up. Yeah, I did. And I think Otting's <laughs> probably, that's probably bullet point number something for Otting. But uh, just such a whack-ass year that I was like, screw it. Made my kids happy. So I fully agree with, with Brett Tyler on that. Thanksgiving has always been my favorite holiday as well. Uh I mean, not, it's not even close. If you ranked holidays, Thanksgiving is so far number one to me and nothing lights songs. Exactly what Brett said there. Uh, what I do so this year, it's a funny story. My girlfriend wanted to put up Christmas stuff. And I said, absolutely not. Not till after Thanksgiving, I come home one day, the house is all Christmas, it, but she doesn't ask me. I wouldn't help do it at all. I'm not going to partake in any of that stuff. Again, she I'm with you, Brett. You. What's that? She Mariah carried you. Yeah, I guess. She said she'd leave the, the table Thanksgiving. Well, that lasted a day, and now it's Christmas. So, But, yeah, I, I think that Thanksgiving doesn't get its enough respect around the board, and it does need to wait till after, uh, Christmas till after Thanksgiving. You remember the man song? I'm the king of this castle until you get home. <laughs> now, I want to be clear. Christmas is my favorite holiday. There's I, Nobody has the Christmas spirit more than me. But – Give some thanks. Live in the moment during Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I'm going to go deep here. Thanksgiving, 9-11, two best days of the year for America because everybody behaves themselves on those two days. Then everything goes to shit again right after that. Why can't we just lead up to, why can't we lead up to the family time? What's more American than overeating for 12 hours and watching football and comedy movies i think i heard you say everybody behaves on thanksgiving you've never been to my family's thanksgiving then (laughs) no one's out shooting people acting a fool the government's not causing problems yeah right whatever the whatever the lead up to black friday was now that's because they moved that to thanksgiving day and that's when people are getting shot How, how how that is america right there Right. Oh, maybe not shooting kumbaya. people. Let's all kumbaya and then punch somebody over who got in in the door ahead of me at Walmart at three in the morning. Right. I don't. I don't want any part of that crap. You uh, guys, Black Friday shoppers. Negative. Uh, no. Not a chance. There's not, not a, a deal. Chance. There's not a no. deal in hell worth. I don't care if you you can be giving away free seventy inch TVs. I I'm not coming. Hard pass. Hard pass. Okay, Tyler. Yes. Pat. Yes. Maybe it's because I grew up thinking Clark Griswold's the greatest American dad. And maybe it's because I have some pride and think it's a teaching lesson to a kid. But Clark even made Rusty stay out there with him all day long. That's right. Tyler, I'm going to take this one before you on this, Tyler. He made him check every bull. Everyone. Twice. It may be a pain. But they all came on at the end and hallelujah. Don't you guys want to experience that yourselves? Look what I did. No, I don't. Here's my reason. And I know you're going at your next topic here. Who hangs the Christmas lights? 
Number one, the saying, stay in your own lane. You guys know me. I'm probably the least handy person there is, number one. <laughs> I'm Number two, Tyler is in the same book. He may be a little more handy than me, I'm but I also – I oh, no, Tyler. I also right. got a phone call a few years back right. while I was at Lowe's because Tyler was hanging Christmas lights and knocked over a ladder, and I had to go rescue him off his house. True story. That's, That's true story. Griswold right there. Yep. That was so, a Best Buy buy a washing machine. So second, the reason that I had somebody hang my lights this year, by the way, it's the first year I've ever had somebody hang my lights, recently moved into a new neighborhood, nice neighborhood. Everybody had really nice Christmas lights last year. I'm not going to go out there like a clown shoe and hang these lights and look like a, the new jerk to the neighborhood when I can have them done and look nice. You can get them $5 there, lights the light the $3.99 uh, light put. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna address your question with a question. What's the temperature, Corpus Christi today? I was doing it every year in the rain and the sleet. You may, I may as well work for the post office. Okay, your house in Topeka, in your mm -hmm. house now. Yep. How many stories did you have? In Topeka, it was two stories. No, not your that first house didn't count. I'm talking oh, about the, the other one. The last one. It was two stories. You had a you had a ranch. That was a that was a ranch. It was not a ranch. It was yes, a two store. Was. I'll send you a picture. The house in Har in in, uh, in Collins Park. No, oh, no your house. House. I forgot about that one. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, you gotta almost pull pull the man card. Listen, I am the I am the sole breadwinner in my family, and I Me too. like Pat. If I die, I mean, I got some life insurance, but dude, no. Can't live hey, I'll time. put it off. I, I'm not saying I can't do it, but it wouldn't look that good. And can't I live in fear. Just make sure you land on your legs. You don't need legs to live. No. I, I, like Audie, I, I have put up lights in rain, ice, snow for I, I don't even know how many years, a lot of years. And I, I don't enjoy putting the Christmas lights up at all. I don't know if anybody actually does enjoy that, but it's, it's, well, besides Clark, it's, it's something that, that you just have to do for the holiday season. Or, or you could just pay somebody to do it for you. And then they could tell you they're going to show up on November 12th and then just text you and say, Hey, it's actually December 9th. But uh, see, that's way too early to put up lights. I mean, I guess if you're planning on keeping you them, you have to turn them on. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that's so why I did it last year. Up, he, he's having somebody else put them up before. So, like, two bugaboos, if you ask me. <laughs> hey, they got to get you on the schedule when that many people do it. You only can do it when they can. Mine got hung two days ago, but they're not going to be turned on until after Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a follower. I already saw the picture of your lights on, Pat. That was to test it to show you guys how beautiful it looked. Did you unplug them? Your, one of your bolts was out there. All it right. was. All right, moving on. I'm going to send you guys a fruit cake. You too. <laughs> All right, last one. Cake and it's a deal. Last one. I'll preface this by saying that I'm actually frustrated with what I'm about to talk about because Hallmark started showing Christmas movies already. Don't they start that in like July? 
You know they do that like year round. My mother so watches that. Crap. Not the Christmas movies, but you know what? So what if you know how they're going to end? So what? Isn't that what the holidays are all about? Ending with a merry experience. Hey, two when you people, hand me my man card back and you get that didn't know each other, getting together, the Christmas lights are on, the family singing, the eggnogs flowing, the snow you give is me falling in the Candace Cameron sunny Burr. sky. You give me some Candace Cameron Burr, and I'm good. <laughs> I don't understand how you guys can't like those Christmas movies. That's my cue to leave the room when those come on. Absolutely. That's not happening. I don't think you've watched the right ones. Funny. I, I don't know. Okay, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yep. You give me an example of a bad one and a good one. Because I don't think that there's a damn difference. Well, the bad ones, I don't know. Okay. Uh, the bad ones, I don't know. You know what? A good one? Christmas Under Wraps. <laughs> you might know the names of them. Christmas <laughs> Under Wraps. This is Candace sad. Cameron. She's a doctor from San Francisco. She has to move all the way to Alaska to be a doctor in a little town. Guess who she meets? Her high school Frank, sweetheart. Frank Holiday. Frank, He's his Santa. last name is Shut Up. His last he name is Holiday. He gets sick. Guess what? You want to know something about Frank Holiday? You guys would know this because you follow me on social media. His dad is Santa Claus. No, Frank Holiday is Santa Claus. You know who Frank Holiday is? Frank Holiday is also Frank Shirley in Christmas Vacation. Frank Shirley, the jerk from the 80s, found Santa because of Clark Griswold and turns around to be Santa Claus 20 years later. Christmas I'm still not Rouse. watching. Watch that's it. like that's like a third third cousin or something like that. I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not buying it. You guys are it's missing out, man. Sit down, watch them with the kids, make make some hot cocoa, make some cookies. And now I'm certain kids. that what I saw earlier in your background, Otting, was actually your testicles in a jar. <laughs> I I wasn't sure if that's what I saw. Now I am positive. It makes me feel good. And it had a little Christmas bow tied around the top of it. I'm really disappointed in this There's conversation. A snow globe with your testicles in it. I really feel like I should send all three of you Grinch costumes. I'll take it. Size medium. Real quick, talking about Christmas decorations that you probably can't necessarily tell, but there are Christmas decorations already up over here because if you guys know my wife, there's going to be decorations up and she doesn't wait. I have a, a uh, like a child size Grinch sitting in a rocking chair over here right now. I mean, all right, moving on. Let's move. Let's move on to number topic number three. I think we're going over to Pat here. Yeah, I'll take this one from here, guys. Back to Thanksgiving. Uh, again, I've said this is my favorite holiday, so we're going to kick this off. First off, everybody, happy happy Thanksgiving week. Uh, I'm going to do a little fun top five list for me and get everybody else's opinions. Uh, and then a one's got to go. And these are my Thanksgiving side dishes and or parts of the meal. Uh, you guys chime in as we go, or I can go through. It doesn't matter. But I'm going to kick this off with number five. Green bean casserole. That's number five on my list. Number four. For the best. These are my five top ones that I'm going with. Five to one. At least the, least the greatest. And I going to kick one of these out? I'm going to nope. kick Pat out. <laughs> I'm going to kick out green bean casserole. 
I'm going to green bean casserole, then we're going to go right into the rolls. Basic, but a staple. Need the rolls. Pat hasn't said one smart thing this whole time. That's why I'm going to be a fan favorite. You know what? Olive Garden gives you the rolls, and Red Lobster gives you the Cheddar Bay biscuits, so you fill mm -hmm. up on that shit, and so you don't eat the real food. You use the rolls if you're a professional Thanksgiviner to soak up the gravy and the stuffing, which I'm moves me you. up. I'm with Number, you. Thank you, Tyler. Number three, mashed potatoes and gravy. Number two, stuffing. Number one, turkey. There's the top five in order for me. And the thing that's got to go, the cranberry dressing. Get the hell out of here with that garbage. That has no place at my Thanksgiving. Yeah, I agree. If that was going to be on your list, I'm Definitely. Do you guys remember a handful of years ago, talk radio had their way with Alex Smith because they were asking about top five or, you know, top uh, Thanksgiving things in Alex Smith, the blandest of, and I love Alex Smith, but he was like, um, but, but starting quarterback QB one, Alex Smith talking to the media, wasn't going to say a, one wrong thing. It was like, uh, Turkey comes to mind. <laughs> that. Now that said, I don't disagree with you. Light meat or dark meat? Dark meat for me on turkey. Yeah, bro. I'm not it's... even there for the turkey, man. I'm there for the mashed potatoes and the gravy with the corn in it. Yeah, well, that's all part of it. The potatoes, stuffing turkey, I mix them all together, use the rolls to scoop it up. That's my meal right there. Yeah, I'll even take like a it. ham in place of the turkey. Let me throw some facts at you guys here. Thrillist. Everybody knows what Thrillist.com is. Yes, Thrillist top five from their survey. Number one, most popular, mashed potatoes, followed by macaroni and cheese, cranberry sauce, stuffing, gravy. What? Food Network, the worst. 2,000 people around the country were tested last week. Survey, not tested. Surveyed last week. What's the worst? Let's hear it. Let me see if I can find it here. Oh, you can't come out, come to the party without the info. Cranberry sauce. That's the all-time. Does word. anybody like cranberry sauce, like for real? So, so okay, so so far I've All heard right. everybody chime in, right. and everybody agrees the cranberry sauce and that my list is good, except Brett. So what's the problem it's, here? It's candied yams, 27%. Of the 2,000 said the yams are the worst. Didn't followed, even make my list. Followed by green bean casserole. Yes, please. I agree. Cranberry sauce and sweet potato casserole. Dude, sweet potato casserole. Sweet potato is money. Shit. I'm money. a pumpkin pie. I just yeah, can't imagine good. going over to Pat's house and eating rolls and green beans and not watching Christmas music and Christmas movies. Watching the, the Lifetime and, channel. And like, hey, I don't care if it's in the fourth quarter and the score is tied. I'm watching Candace Cameron Bure. On yeah. And Pat, probably by Thanksgiving, probably by Thursday, Pat, the Christmas decorations we off will probably be St. Patrick's Day decorations up there already at the, at the Golden Household while he sits there and eats green beans. Jeez. Can a guy have a list? Likes green bean casserole, but I just don't, dude. One thing I don't like is just canned green beans. No. Can we, can we talk about pies? 
What's pumpkin pie is on the got to go list. I have what's, both. What's the top pie? Pecan pie. Pecan apple. Apple. Apple, apple, warm apple pie with cold vanilla ice cream on top. Apple pie, though. I, I love pumpkin pie, though. I love apple pumpkin pie. pie. I love pecan pie. pie. Mm. Apple wouldn't be in my top five. That's interesting. Really? Pecan pie, though, man. Mm. Love us a pecan pie. Mm. Dude, you're a, you're a Russian plant. That's what you are. <laughs> you like apple pie? At least I celebrate that's like That's like on the... Listen, we still we celebrate Christmas earlier than you do, apparently. <laughs> can, can we? Can I ask though? Why? 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 If cranberry sauce is on everybody's least favorite, why does it? Why does everybody serve it at Thanksgiving? Everybody I am, does. I am crushing some cranberry sauce. Really? I put it on my turkey. So here's here's what you do. Here's what you do. Day after Thanksgiving or night of Thanksgiving, turkey sandwiches, right? But you take your bread, sourdough is best, okay? And you put a little cream cheese, and then you put the cranberry sauce, the canned kind, not like the like legit, it's got to be like the canned kind, like the, the fake ass, sugar, whatever, little cranberry sauce on there, turkey, that's where it's at. Cream cheese, cranberry sauce, turkey, sourdough bread. Trash can meal. You're welcome. Look, no. The, the, the only thing worse than cranberry sauce <laughs> Thanksgiving is Aunt Edna's cat food jello salad. Erroneous. <laughs> That's it. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Is Rusty still in the Navy? Grace died 20 years ago. Right, here we go. <laughs> oh, man. That's a, that's a topic for another. That's a topic for another. That's, that's a whole show. So, that, 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 the top Christmas movies and Christmas quotes. Is well, let me just say this, though. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is not just the top Christmas. That's a top five comedy movie of all time. It's not just a comedy movie, though. It is a man in his quest. Is, have any of you actually watched the last five seconds of the movie? What happens in the last five seconds of the movie? They go what, out Clark, what does Clark Griswold do and say in the last five minutes of the movie? What does he say? He's standing outside. He's looking at the house. He's looking at snots. He looks back at the house. He takes a deep breath and he says, I did it. Here's a man that Why wanted do I remember that? anything to get his family together and to have what he dreamed as the perfect Christmas. And he did it. Wow. Bread odd and getting deep. I like it. Yeah. <sighs> The tears in his eyes and in the attic when he's he's watching the old movies, yep. wearing his like his his grandma's old clothes because he's so cold. <laughs> or good, See Russ, no lines. Tyler, take us off. All right, man. So uh, I'm gonna take us in a whole other direction here. This is a little bit of a uh, little bit of a state of the union. Hey, yeah, that's uh, what this whole podcast is about, right? We just yeah. bounce off from everything. So uh, here here's something about me. I am a professional people studier like I am fascinated by people and like what makes them tick and so I spend a lot of time on Twitter I'm one of those guys that reads all the comments or the replies to the tweets like because I like to get a sense of like what like what makes people tick what 
Like, why do people think the way that they think? And I, when I look at what we've got going on in America right now, I'm straight up terrified because we have never been further apart than what I can remember. And there is no sign that it's going to get any better. Like, I... I've got strong opinions and you guys know that, right? But I can't, I constantly am trying to figure out how people that think differently than I do, like why that is. And like, what is it that I'm missing? And I could say, I mean, it's about any topic, right? But I see, I watch the news and I see stuff just not get reported or just straight up lies. And I think half of America, maybe more than half of America, doesn't even know it. They don't realize they're being lied to. They don't. And I don't really necessarily have any other like main point to make here, but I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. I wanted to get your, I wanted to get everybody else's take on what you, like what you see going on right now and where, where do we go from here? Because I, I have no idea. I, I, we might be done. When you say done. Elaborate on done. I don't know how America as we know it, like, survives what's going on right now. Has America ever survived in each generation, though, going back? It, that, it, that's the evolution of, uh, of America. Each generation could say the same thing. So that's what I'm curious what you mean about, about We've always that. Had, but there's always been, like, a common... There, there's always been like a common, a common ground, I guess. And that would be like freedom, right? But I don't see, I mean, I don't really see that right now. I, I think half of America wants to be told what to do and is okay with it. And I think I, I look and I'm, I'm looking at people's whether it be tweets or comments or whatever and like what they think about certain topics, COVID for one, or these vaccines or, or whatever. And like, we got people on the coast that, don't know that the people in the middle of America are living their lives as normal and everything's fine. And they still think that they can't go outside, go to the store. They're putting babies in masks, all this stuff. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't dis disagree. And, and I, Pat, I hear what you're saying, but, but I mean, Tyler's right. in, in my opinion, I, we haven't been this far apart as a country since what civil war i mean in my opinion no it, it, it's okay hey. for everybody to lie now there, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter if you, if you just you tell whatever story take whatever narrative you want you want to take the media can do it people can do it it's no wonder that that people don't know what the hell is going on so take this don't, don't like say this I, I don't disagree with tyler and you, Chris, at all, thinking that we're more divided than we've ever been. I just wanted him to elaborate on, on the phrase done. Because I, if, if you're just saying done, to me, that's, that's leading in a kind of a dangerous, dangerous way. What are you going to do to change the done? Because uh, I, I agree we're more divided than ever. I just wanted the elaboration on done. Like, look, like, so like with the COVID stuff, like in the kind of like government overreach, I mean, we remember when this first happened like when this first started 
we had some pretty lively um, discussions, all of us, about lockdowns and um, and those kind of things and open it back up and it was too soon. And, and this is before any like vaccine or anything. And I, I think that we probably all are pretty close as far as lockdown goes anyway. Like I think we're probably all on the same page now, but we weren't before. But look at like what's going on and you guys paying attention to what's going on in like Australia right now? Yeah. I mean, do they literally have concentration camps? Like they're taking these people that are sick now with COVID and they're putting, like they're taking them away and they're putting them in these houses, like separating them from everybody else. One of the things I'm saying, like there's, as far as like in looking at Austria right now, like they're in, in Europe in general, these, there's mass protests going on about like vaccine mandates. The news isn't covering it at all. I mean, and there are tens and thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people in the streets protesting and they won't, they're not covering it like they're not showing us wow they, they don't want you to see that like how did we get here though yeah. that's the question it's like this two weeks to flatten the curve I mean, that's the joke right it's like what we're we're two years into two weeks to flatten the curve like the goalposts keep getting moved and there's never, oh, we're just waiting on, you know, the, we don't want to overrun the hospitals. And then it's the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. I don't know. Thoughts? Odding? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I question a lot if we really were all on the same page or if there were groups that just didn't feel like they could speak up and now they do. Um, but at the same time, I also think that uh, the media is doing a very, very bad job and making it worse. Um, I think that there's a lot of celebrities and organizations that are making it worse and I don't understand why. You know, I'll give a good example. Um, I love Saturday Night Live. Uh, and they will be mask free the entire episode. And then the last couple minutes when the, the uh, host and the singer get up there and say, we had a great night. Thanks and have a good night. They're all wearing masks up there kind of as a show, show of force. Um, I don't know. You know, I think that we're talking about a lot of different things here when you bring that up. I think one thing you're asking about, why are we divided? Um, and then you, you also brought up COVID. And I think that there's, you know, a lot of the divide is racial divide. COVID's not necessarily racial divide, so you can't really correlate both of them together because the different sides are, are different in a lot of ways. But I, I don't know. I, I agree that it's a mess. Um, I agree with Donner that is this, or who said that, Pat, this part of the evolution of America. Um, Right, wrong, or indifferent, there's uh, always going to be some people that say, where's my America going? And if there's two people on two different sides, one of them is going to think that their America is leaving. And so, you know, not to put or not to take light what you're saying, Tyler, but right now you're the one saying, where's my America going? There was a lot of people maybe before all of us that were 
females or black that might have been saying, "Where's my America?" At the same time, I don't, I don't know. True, uh, but you can you can tell a, they're not they're not happy right now either. There's a, there's definitely a problem. There there's there's most definitely a problem. What the solution is, I don't know. I know one thing that would help is get rid of the damn internet or or, not, or social media. Right. I don't. I use social media a lot for work and so and that's always kind of been my crutch for not doing it but man it's it is definitely like we just don't understand each other and that's like the biggest takeaway that I have when I read all these because I really do try to understand like everything because I don't especially like the with the COVID stuff the last couple years I'm like I feel the way I feel right but like I see you know I see two I see a, a doctor saying this and another doctor saying something completely different it's like okay and then, then you've and then you've got people that are saying well don't do your own research that's stupid you listen to these doctors i'm like well i get the sentiment kind of but when you've got two different doctors saying two different things and then you also know that the level of corruption that is you know who's corrupt somebody is has to be right somebody's lying and that's what so i i try to read as much as I can. So I'm like, what is it? I, I go crazy. So I'm like, what am I missing? What is it that this person knows that I don't? And I still can't figure it out. Well, Tyler, I think one of the biggest things is that, you, that you mentioned is either side, they don't want to understand each other. Like a, a, lot, of, a lot of us are, are willing to do that and, and, and listen and, and get another perspective. And we, we've talked about this many times um, over the course of the last last couple of years, people's feelings are are hurt all the time. It's ridiculous. Like you you can't you can't tell somebody something without without their feelings getting hurt. So it's like mm-hmm. feelings are hurt, and I don't want to listen to you. I don't care what you have to say. There, that's that's a, a problem, a big problem. And everybody's afraid to get canceled quote unquote, right? Like they can't, like these doctors can't speak out and say anything because they're now that they're, they're these uh, medical boards are saying, we're going to revoke your license. If you say anything about the vaccine, that's contrary. I'm like, whoa, like, I don't, I I just don't, I don't know. It's saddens me. It sickens me. It's like, I can't find, I feel like you have to tell you what, if you want to make this i've had this idea forever but like if you want to make want to make some money start a news start a news company and charge a subscription with the and tell the fucking truth and that's it like whatever whatever that may be that doesn't fit an agenda then you can't you can you can make your money off of of subscriptions and you don't have to be beholden to advertisers like Pfizer is the advert like the number one sponsor of all these news shows now. Right. How's that work? Yeah, I think that that's part of the problem. Is what is the truth? How do you how do you uh, navigate through what is the truth? Like you said, you have two different doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tomorrow morning I can turn on the news at seven thirty in the morning news, and I can turn it on to CBS on one TV and Fox News on a different TV and there's going to be two Dr. So-and-so, MD, PhD that are saying two completely different things. Yeah. So let me, I'll tell you a, a 
quick personal story. I think I've told maybe Pat or Don or this, I'm not sure who, but so obviously it's no secret that I chose to not get the vaccine and my wife, the same. Well, we both have had COVID and we were fine. So we have natural immunity. Well, my wife, a couple of weeks ago, goes into as part of, uh, because she had some high blood pressure and some other things come up during the pregnancy that ended up being okay, she had to see this perinatologist. Well, she goes in a couple of weeks ago and this perinatologist, I wasn't there, was trying to push this, the vaccine on her. And she's like, I don't want to do that. I have natural immunity. So she was arguing with this doctor, right? Which puts you at an immediate disadvantage. Like who wants to sit there and argue with a doctor about like medical stuff, but she, this doctor would not let it go. But the problem is, she would say, this doctor said things to her. She told my wife, she goes, well, don't you want those, don't you want your baby to have those spike proteins that you get from the vet? And like, that's literally what you don't want. Like that's common. You have a doctor, a specialist at that, right? An extra doctor, if you will, gone to more school to be a specialist saying stupid shit like that. Don't you want the baby to have the spike protein? No, the spike protein is the bad part of this virus. How do you reconcile that? Like, how do you, like, these are our experts that are supposed to be telling us this. I just don't, I don't know. So what's the fix, Tyler? I mean, as, as I see here, you know, where do we go from here? What, what do you see? Man, I know that the best thing that I can do, that I try to, as I try my hardest to understand everybody that I don't agree with, right? Like I, you know, guys, I, I try to bring, I bring up stuff to this group text all the time. Like I, most, most of you guys don't want to engage, but like I do it because I want, I want to be proven wrong, right? Like I want to know how other people think because I want, you know, I want to understand. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and toot my own horn like everybody should be like me and try to understand everybody else, but I don't know what else to do other than, try to understand each other or try to, you know, I have empathy for like too many things are looked at as black and white, right? Like this, you look at any, any issue in the news, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, right? Like, oh, people, the, a big, all these celebrities are trying to defend the, or they're like praising these guys that were, you know, shot by this guy. Well, these guys were terrible people and they're like being idolized or something. Like two things can be like, it's, it, it could be like, these people can suck and they didn't have to die. That could be like an acceptable opinion, but it can't, I don't know. That's, I don't know what, I don't know where we go. I don't know what we do. I just, I, I was curious your thoughts. Tough subject. No, we, we yeah. Talk all night. I mean, we've been talking about this stuff for, for two years, right? So it's, yeah. I mean, uh, and again, people listening, you know, we're going to give that email. Feel free to chime in, send us your emails, your thoughts. Uh, we can circle back next episode and uh, address some of those things. Uh, definitely all opinions welcome. Uh, and we can address. You know, I, th I think, again, there's a lot of uh, layers to that onion. And, you know, we, we tended there towards the end to talk more about the COVID part of it, but I think that it started way before COVID um, and it will continue after COVID if COVID ever goes away. Um, 
and I don't know the answer. I don't know what what caused it. I don't know if giving a voice to people and allowing them to to speak up. You know, I don't know. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um, I do agree with you, Tyler, that I think that there's a lot of people that are um, have opinions without doing proper research on virtually anything. They just say what comes to mind or they get uh, upset uh, off of reading one, one tweet or hearing one person on TV and, and assuming or trusting that that person is a uh, subject matter expert. I think that's Again, a lot of it. I, I agree. To me, that's even part of the bigger problem. That's part of the bigger problem. You get these people that do no research at all, but their their talking head, their their celebrity idol says something, and whatever that celebrity that has a bigger platform, soapbox, say what you will, says they think is pure gold instead of doing their own research. And to me, that's dangerous thought process uh, to just take what anybody says and go with it because you like LeBron James. Uh, so whatever he says, well, I, I can't disagree with LeBron James. I'm going to agree with him. And that That is just a very scary and dangerous way to that, that I think is uh, a main way we are going right now that yeah. a lot of people are doing because they don't want to take the time to think for themselves and do their own research. I think a good example and no matter what the topic is. I think a good example of that within the last week is you saw a lot of like celebrities. Baker Mayfield was one of them. Kim Kardashian, that uh, Julius Jones guy in, in Oklahoma, right, where they were trying to, like, he was on, the governor ended up giving him clemency, right, they took him off a of death row, um, they didn't pardon him, per se, but he felt like there was enough to at least take him off a of death row and not kill him, but, you know, there's all these people, and then, like, it, it's either, like, one side or the other, like, he didn't do it, and then there's would be, like, how could you do that? He absolutely killed, like, nobody, like, this is a crime that happened, what, like, 30 years ago or something like that, like, who the hell knows? Like, yeah, you don't I mean, I guess I'm kind of of the opinion on that one. It's like, well, like, if there's any doubt, like, yeah, take them off a death row. Um, like, don't kill, like, if there's a, if there's doubt at all, like, you can't put somebody to death, right? But I don't know. But like, if everybody thinks they're an expert on it, I'm like, it's okay to say, I don't know. I always try to look at what, what truths, no matter how insignificant they may feel, can I, can I find in something? And, and you guys know that I, work in advertising a lot and think about the Super Bowl. Think about how many millions of dollars an ad cost. Uh, the biggest companies in the world spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on consumer research to create the perfect ads. And the perfect ads always have celebrities in them. And it's because the average American believes a celebrity solely because They've seen them on TV before and they trust them because they've been on TV before. That's the whole point. So a lot of this of, of celebrities and athletes and singers and musicians and uh, elected officials who they've seen before, uh, there is some danger in them going out and saying things that they don't fully understand because they do influence what other people think and believe as well to that point on too is like i think that we're also we dangerously idolizing politicians and i just think that's gross like we all like too many people think that well this world is going to be so much better if donald trump is president or if donald trump is not president and it's this 
you know, Joe Biden or, you know, whoever the next Democrat superstar is like they're this person's going to save us. They're going to they're going to make everything OK. And we saw the last election, you know, people wanted Trump. So they wanted him out of office so bad that they elected this other guy that may or may not be all there. Probably not. Well, as you can see, this show did go full circle. Uh, like the name said, fundamentally disagree. Sports, anything. Uh, like Again, send in comments, questions. We'll touch about anything. Yep. We do have an email address. If you guys want to do that, it's fundamentallydisagree at gmail.com. Thank you, Brett Otting, for setting that up. And we do have a Twitter handle, which I don't have, believe has been uh, used just yet. but uh, Hasn't been used. It'll be used when we, up, when we upload the first podcast. You can find it by going to Twitter and typing in fundamentally disagree podcast. Nice. Right. So anyway, with that said, final thoughts, guys. I wish Why you mothers all a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Stay away from the cranberry sauce. <laughs> Stay away from the uh, the politics at the dinner table. <laughs> Definitely. Everybody make it back safe alive. I think everybody probably, their family doesn't disagree with them too much politically, at least in Kansas. I think everybody's kind of in the same. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Safe Thanksgiving. travels and travel. And uh, we'll talk to everybody here next week. See you guys. Thanks, Bye, everybody. See ya. <laughs>